Ever since I was little, I had gut problems. I even skipped going to Disneyland with my grandparents and cousins because I knew I was just gonna be sick. Then I hit my teenage years and my periods didn't make things any easier. They were heavy and miserable. Doctor after doctor, the only idea they had was birth control and thyroid medication. Didn't help much. So I turned to a restrictive diet, which seemed to provide some relief. I met Dr. Kylie at a hormone class she was teaching, and for the first time, I had hope. I've been working with her for almost six months now, and I'm a completely different person. I don't dread that time of the month, and I even go on dates, knowing I can eat the food on the menu without dying the next three days. If you're thinking about it, I say do it. You never know how your life can change when someone actually treats what's causing your problems. Caroline. Let's get started and see how your life can change. Come join the membership and you will get access to me on live calls and so much more, including a private podcast. Stop relying on late night Google searches and start getting the answers and relief you desire. I can't wait to welcome you in. I also can't wait to see what kind of results you're going to get. So let's celebrate your success next. Get all the details and come join at drkylieburton.com backslash healing dash beyond dash the dash diagnosis. I'll see you soon. Hey, practitioners, health coaches, docs, everybody who finds themselves in shoes like mine, the doors of opportunity are open again. Go check it out. We did some major upgrades and listen to your feedback inside the mastermind. Doors will open all of October and close November 1st at noon Mountain Standard Time. Come join us, btdmastermind.com. Remember, as my friend Chip Gaines says, your purpose is just like mine. It's big and it's important. And there's no one else anywhere on the planet who can fulfill it. So quit messing around and go get them. Let's do this together. I'll see you on the inside. Remember, the doors of opportunity are open right now. What can change in your life, in your future, and in your patients' lives? Let's do this together. btdmastermind.com Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Today, we're going to talk about fertility. In fact, we're going to talk about fertility secrets for goddesses trying to conceive with Anna Reyes, holistic nutritionist. She got her diploma from Canadian Holistic School of Nutrition. She is a licensed member of Canada Association for Integrated Nutrition, the leading professional training as their standards and ethics for holistic nutritionists are top of the line. She received her legal degree one of the top universities in Moscow, Russia. I knew you had an accent. It wasn't Canadian. (laughs) Right. Her professional background has given her an opportunity to serve women who struggle with infertility and change one life at a time. You can find more and join her inside her Facebook group, Fertility Secrets for Goddesses Trying to Conceive, also at her website at naturafertility.com. Both will be put in the show notes. But Anna, I'm super excited to have you and to listen to more of this accent and your story. (laughs) Super excited to be on your show. Yeah. Moscow, Russia. How did you go from Moscow to Canada? My husband. Of course. (laughs) Yes. That's always starts with him, right? We met uh, in Madrid, actually. And when we had the opportunity 
to discuss where to live. So he's an electrician and I was a lawyer. So there was no way for him to stay in Russia because unfortunately, electrical job is not well paid in Russia. <laughs> so I had to basically move to Canada and move on with so my career. You, you met in Madrid? Yes, in Madrid. Yeah, in Spain. Okay, that, that's Spain. That's not Russia or Canada. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> what were you doing there? <laughs> vacation. Both had vacation. It was interesting because we both were going through separation, right? My husband was going through the divorce and I was going through separation with my fiance. So we kind of met at the right time in the right place. That's funny. And you met on vacation. Yes. That's crazy. That was meant to be, you know. Right? Yes. And now you're in Canada. Helping women conceive. I shouldn't say women because I just literally recorded a podcast episode earlier on male infertility Mm -hmm. um, because it is, this is a two way street, both women and men. When one in six couples, depending on the statistics that you read, struggle with it and you yourself struggle with it some, so you can help from both spectrums, but walk us through your fertility journey. Cause I know it will ring true to so many. Yes. And uh, like many fertility coaches, right, I started actually thinking about what I'm doing when I went through it myself. So when I was trying to conceive for my first baby, which was five years ago, right, I was close to 30. And you know how they always say 30 is the age where you need to start thinking. And back where I am from, right in Russia, they usually say a past 30, you're already an old mom. Right. And before I left, I went to my doctors and everybody was saying, oh, well, you are already married. Why you don't have kids? Well, because I'm in the middle of building my relationship. Right. So going to the new country and establishing. So these were not on the horizon. And let's be honest, when you're a woman, right, it's expected from you to right and from the society to get pregnant just like that. And when things are not happening, that's when you start panicking, right? And it depends on the woman, right? When you start panicking, I started panicking three months past because my mom had no problem to conceive. My grandmother had no problems to conceive. Why I can't? And I totally, I didn't believe and I didn't connect that my age and I was 30, right? So I know that a lot of women who are trying to conceive have passed this uh, line too, right? And a lot of doctors would say, well, what are you expecting? You're old, right? Your eggs are old. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when I went to my doctor, they said, well, because you're past 30, because at that time I was already past 30, well, try for a couple of months. So that will be six months since we started. And then we're going to see what's going to happen. So I waited. I waited. <laughs> and then obviously they started with medication. And a lot of girls would probably know all the roads, right? To start with medication. Then you try with medication. They really pushed 30 on you? Yeah. To me, I mean, I'm 31. That's fertility age. Right, I'm 34. Usually I hear hear 40 is the big, like people are grasping their air, but you would be surprised. Yeah, a lot of girls, even past 25, do have problems to conceive. This is like a big topic. And age, when it comes to conceive, yes, it does matter, right, from the perspective of the egg reserve, what they call it, right? But there is another component to it, which is the egg quality. And egg quality can be impaired starting from 20s, right? So depending on your lifestyle, right, environment where you live, and so on and so forth. So having a lot of eggs does not mean that they're quality eggs. That's why a lot of girls who are going through IVF, right, they're so like amazed when they get like 20 eggs retrieved and then they have 
three embryos, right, out of the whole patch because of the egg quality, right? Yeah, egg quality, sperm quality. Yep, both of and them. And the sperm quality, right? I do have a client who her husband is 30 years older than she is, right? So she's 30, he's 60. And they do have the more likely male infertility problem, even though like he's on the border, right? So tests are not like showing that there is problems on any of those three categories compared like how they're measuring it, the sperm quality and so on and so forth. At the same time, he's on the border and his acidity was neutral, right? So and what it does mean for the male, right? That his sperm can basically survive in the woman's vagina. So as simple as yeah. that. So male infertility is a big topic. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there are two ways, right? It's not only depending on the female. And I know yeah. a few couples who actually struggle with infertility for years until they finally tested the male and they found out that it's, she's not a problem. He is a problem, right? Yeah, that's why I say it's a two-way street. Yes, both needs to be tested. And when you're going to get tested, women, just have your husband get tested too or your partner get tested because like we're talking about, this is a two-way street. Don't go put yourself through hordes and years and months of tests negative and periods coming and you're blaming yourself. Like this is not a women-only issue. This is both. So make sure he's on board with it and he's, even regular blood tests can tell you a lot. Exactly. So as your journey began, it took you, I know you told me about two years to get pregnant with your first one. Right. We went through a round of medication. And at that point, I already felt that that was not natural. I felt like crap, like literal like crap. I had the mood swings, which you can't even imagine. And I'm quite stable on all the departments. So I felt like not myself. And I generated a few ads throughout this journey. I was on Clomid which also weird, right? Considering that it was unexplained infertility, all the tests were great. I have the perfect shape, perfect health. My husband's obviously didn't have any problems. He had the two kids from his previous marriage. So I would assume <laughs> it was okay. So they put me on plummets. I generated a few eggs and none of them were fertilized, right? They did clomed with you. And then yes. did you do IVF too? No. So I stopped at the plummets. So I did a medicated round. Then I felt that this is not right. So it mess people up. It does it mess up completely your cycle. For me, it was three months. My clients, so who went through the same plummets, so it messed up for three cycles. It took us three cycles to get her back. I didn't develop any cysts because there's another side effect from plummet. She developed the cyst of the golf ball. Yeah, which is weird because usually they're given clomid with people who have cysts already, like PCOS. And then the side effects is cis. Okay, let them do their thing. And then when they are ready, come to the real fertility experts, right? Right. Well, because the idea, like from the doctor's perspective, right? So the problem is that if you're going to generate more eggs, so there are more possibilities that you will get pregnant, right? Because there are more eggs available for the sperm to fertilize. But at the same time, if the quality of those eggs is not there, right? It doesn't matter. You can have like a million of eggs and they're cooked, <laughs> right? Or as we said at the beginning of the podcast, if it is the male problem and the sperm just doesn't have enough speed, doesn't have a good shape or doesn't have a quality, right? So there is no way it's even going to reach these eggs. What was the magic potion for you if there was a magic potion or was it just an accumulation effect of multiple things? I think for me, it was the accumulation because I tried so many things, right? So I started myself with nutrition. So I went to acupuncturists, I went to chiropractors, 
all the holistic approaches which you can think about it. So I went through all of them and I felt because I know that a lot of girls try everything and anything and they felt like broken because nothing really works. For me, I think I got pregnant four months after I actually gave up <laughs> on being a mom. And because one day I was literally sitting upstairs in the bathroom before my husband came over because I did another pregnancy test, it was negative. And it literally broke me. The moment when I saw actually myself in the mirror and saw that miserable woman, I decided that's enough. Because if I see myself this way, how my husband sees me, right? How my stepkid sees me, how my coworker sees me, right? So if they see what I see right now in the mirror, I don't want that. I think the accumulation of the things which I did before, plus that mindset portion, that's what kind of moved the needle. And four months after we got our first positive test. And that's another thing I we stopped also tracking ovulation as well at that time. So we completely let it go at that time. You hear so many stories of like, when they just let the stress of it go. Right. And this is it hard, happens. right? It's so hard. And it's usually by the time you get to your point, you know, two years down the road, it's just like, what am I doing to myself? Let it go. And let's just, I'm going to go out and live life. I've heard people, you know, they put vacations on back hold. And then by the time they get to this section of their life, it's like their relationship with their spouse, their partner is so torn apart, having gone through this journey, not to mention the financial struggles that it can bring on. Like there's this huge ball surrounding fertility and journeys. And it's that roller coaster from not only emotional, physical, but it's also like when you start going through fertility treatments. You know, like just when you go to the casino, right? When you just put your first stand and start playing, you just can't stop, right? Because it's kind of like gets you into that game. And it's the same stuff with fertility. Once you start doing and it's going through first same educated rounds, and then they're telling you, well, it doesn't work. Let's go through IUI. Well, it doesn't work. Let's go through IVF. Well, it didn't work. Let's try more rounds, right? And you just like, you literally get caught up in all those emotions, financial problems, right? So it's just, keeps rolling and rolling like big balls. Yeah. What's one of the ways that you highly recommend women get started or even changing their mindset? Where would you begin? Mindset is a big topic. And I know that a lot of girls would just literally <laughs> throw eggs into me if I'm going to say just throw legs, right? And it's understandable. Even when you try to relax, you still can't because your mind just goes over and over. And one of the things why it goes is because you are allowing it to do, right? So every problem starts with you and your mindset and the way you perceive situations. Just like when a woman goes to a party and there is another pregnancy announcement, right? So obviously she wants to be that woman. And it's not because that woman wants to offend you by showing her belly or pregnancy test, right? It's the way how you perceive because you want this so badly, right? So no matter what's going around, you're going to perceive it as the offense. So changing your perspective from and starting it with you of what is it actually about? Why are you so reacting and not because you want to have a baby? Why you want to have a baby? What is going to give you? What is the feeling under it, right? So going deep into your soul that is probably one of the key for the mindset portion. And this is exactly what helped me to overcome and kind of go with the flow two years ago, right? Well, five years ago. Yeah. Tell us how you actually did that. Cause like the mind is so powerful. I talk about it all the time. I can only do so much from a physical standpoint. And if your mind's not right, the physical is not going to go anywhere. Right. And when I started my practice, right? Because as I said before, 
my journey was not actually that trigger point to why I started helping women, right, to conceive. It was actually my desire to have a second baby. And, you know, the driving force for everybody, no matter it's male or female, it's pain or pleasure, right? So I tried to avoid the pain going again two years through all those crap over and over again. So I decided <laughs> to go back to school and find a little bit more about nutrition. And for me, I saw it from my baby, right? Because she was six months back then. We were introducing solids. And I started to think what I'm giving to her in order for her to develop right. So then I started to think, all right, so that must be also the key to what's going on in my body. If I'm not feeding my body the way it needs and the way it should be having like certain foods, that means that that is impacting my fertility. So that is why I went to school, right? When I started my career, I saw that this is the thing, right? Because I was able to get pregnant instantly, right? Once I figured out the things uh, with nutrition and everything. But when I started working with clients, that was different because many would just see the plan and they would be shocked, right? Because there are certain limitations and so on and so forth. But that's on top of their stress, right? Financial stress, which they were going, emotional stress and so on and so forth. So that's when I realized that the way why I was successful the second time was not only because I created a super plan for myself, right? It was also because I was ready mentally to go no matter what it takes me, right? So creating this motivation, and I know a lot of girls do have this motivation, right? But which, like, is this motivation enough to change your lifestyle, right? Because going to the doctor, that's not taking care of yourself, right? Going to the doctor, that means that they will give you something that will help you with a symptom, right? But it's not changing your story. It doesn't change your body and the reason why you're not able to conceive. So you changed your nutrition dramatically the second time, the second go around and had great success with it. What do you commonly recommend is from a nutrition standpoint that will help the fertility? Let's say men and women too, not just, we're not just talking about women changing their diets. We're talking about both male and female. Cause like I shared on my male infertility podcast is that in the last 40 years worldwide, 60% decrease sperm production. That's right. production. So what's left, you got to have some good little swimmers left. <laughs> yes, and it's true. Right. And one of the reasons is the way we live, right. Where the stress, the food, right. So this will be the two components of why we're decreasing health wise. Right. And it's not only fertility, it's also look at the amount of people who do have diabetes, right? Type 1, type 2, like a lot of cardiovascular disease, cancer, right? So it all comes, not that partly genetically, right? Because your mom and dad probably didn't take care of themselves, right? But most of the time because of the environment. And when we talk about infertility, right? So when I was creating, how I call it the fertility pyramid, right? So there are basically five components when we are talking food-wise and Fertility-wise, so the first one is inflammation, right? And inflammation would be something that generates and starts with your gut, right? You said the pyramid of, what are you calling it? The fertility pyramid. Fertility pyramid, okay, cool. Yeah, yes. so this is basically the method which I created, and it goes layer by layer when I try to understand and troubleshoot what is the problem, right? So what could be potentially, where is that block, <laughs> right? In uh, your diet or supplement wise or in your hormones, right? Because the fertility pyramid is designed to understand your hormones and where's the stagnation. 
just like in Chinese medicine, right? When they're looking for the stagnation, the energy stagnation, I'm looking more of the nutritional stagnation, right? From the hormonal point of view. So when you ask me about the food, right? So what I would refer is to the inflammation, right? So when it comes to male and female infertility, inflammation plays the huge role, right? It's just like when you catch a cold, what do you want to do, right? The first thing what you want to do is lay down and don't touch me. You don't want to eat. You just want to rest. And this is the perfect example of inflammation, right? So now there is a so-called silent inflammation. This is something that goes inside your body. You may feel it, right? So things like sinus infections or arthritis, right? So it would be another option. Uh, diabetes too, right? So they all come from inflammation. And this is something that initiates in your gut. So what it means is that whenever you eat food, your body can't properly process it. And it can start either from your stomach saying you don't produce enough juice to actually break down the nutrients, or it can start in your small intestine, right? Where your small intestine are not able to process and finish that nutritional cycle. Certain particles, actually, the protein escapes from the small intestine. And what happens is that your body starts looking at it as its virus or the bacteria, right? So basically, it initiates the reaction of inflammation, right? And symptoms like allergy, right, would be one of the great examples of what's happening. So infertility is the same stuff, right? If your body is not able to absorb certain nutrients, that means your body is lacking on them. And hormones are quite specific because they need certain nutrients in order for you to actually generate. And on top of that, the body is so smart because it does have priorities, right? So there are certain processes which your body will always prioritize. And digestion, first of all, is not the, the first priority, even though we kind of leave on it, right? But at the second time, reproductive system is also like a third priority. It will never be the first one, right? So if your body is not getting enough nutrients to begin with, so everything that it gets goes into the first priority processes, right? Just like lungs, for your lungs, for your heart, for your muscles, right? As of the, it's a stress response, basically. So that's why it's important, right? To understand what your body is like nutrition-wise. That way you will be able to kind of fill in the gaps. So step one is inflammation. Step two? Step two is mood and food hormones, right? So with the food hormones, this is, this is insulin with the mood hormones. So there will be a few of them, <laughs> right? So everything that impacts your body's ability to perceive situations, right? And the communication uh, pathways when we eat that taste, that say, oh, you're full, you're tired. Yes, leptin, yeah, one yeah. of them. Yes, of course. So the third layer is stress and anti-stress hormones, right? So cortisol, we all heard about its damaging effects. And when you're going through infertility, the stress hormones will always be tripled, <laughs> right? Yes. I have a lot of clients who are actually from certain professions too, where the stress is generally the highest on it, right? Such as medical professionals or teachers. These are already quite stressful professions, right? Add on it the problems and stress from going through infertility, stress, financial stress from going through infertility, relationship stress from going through infertility. So just add it up to it, right? So the second layer would be metabolism, right? So this will be your thyroid. I know like, a lot of girls who do have PCS would have also thyroids underperforming just because they are so connected to each other, right? And the last one, obviously, will be the sex hormones, the one which doctors will always start with, right? So they never look under the other layers. They always start with the sex hormones, thinking that 
if they will be able to add more hormones into your body, your body will automatically will be healed, which is not true, right? So your body is not producing certain hormones for some reasons. And adding more doesn't mean that it's going to help your body to actually accept those synthetic hormones. Yeah, that one always kills me. Yeah. Okay, so if I got this down correctly, step one is inflammation. Step two, food hormones. Is that what you called it? Yeah, mood and food hormones. Mood and food hormones. Step three, stress and the anti-stress hormones. Building block number four, metabolism. The top of the pyramid is sex hormones. Exactly. I love that breakdown. That's so cool. And most of the time when people are able to start with the last layer, right, with the inflammation. So most of the time, the other layers are just like when you're building the house, right? So you start building the house from the foundation. You don't start building the house from the roof, right? So when your foundation is strong enough, your house will be built up itself to the roof. So if you are starting from the top, from the roof, like the doctors are trying to correct it, your house is not going to be stable enough, right? True. And yet so many fall into that culprit. And it's just what they're trained and what they're taught. Like I did an episode with a gynecologist and she literally had to leave her entire practice behind to do it from a different world, from the functional medicine world. And not only did her life change for the better, but so many others' lives have changed for the better that she's been influencing. Okay, so there's our five-step pyramid shuffle. Um, I always like to finish off with like a patient scenario, one of your favorite success stories. Hmm. I have so many. <laughs> so I think one of my recent ones was the girl, I'm allowed to tell her name, it's Dana. And she was struggling with secondary infertility, right? Because I know that a lot of girls are struggling with infertility to begin with, but there is another side of the infertility journey and which are kind of forgotten, right? So this is the girls who are going through the secondary infertility, which means that they already probably had a baby before, and now they just can't conceive the second one. So Diana had problems to conceive with her second one for some time. And she fully thought that she's broken now, that there's something happened after her first baby delivery that messed up her hormones. And now she just can't have a second one, right? And what is interesting is that just like I gave you the example, when you start building the foundation, right? All the other layers starting to pile up. So she started building up the inflammation, the bottom layer, right? And part of the process which I'm going through is we are resetting the hormones which means is that for three days, we are eliminating certain types of foods in order for us to take care of the seven hormones, the ones which are completely related to your fertility, right? And just at the end of this reset, she got her positive. So which means is that once you meet the conditions of your body, right, it can be on any of those layers, which I mentioned, once you meet all those conditions, your body is more than welcome to accept the baby. So not only to get you pregnant, but also to stay pregnant, right? Yes. Yes. Everyone always says, well, I want to get pregnant. I'm like, no, you don't. You want to have a baby. There's exactly. a difference. There is a difference, right? Mm-hmm. This getting pregnant is the first step. And we exactly. often don't, you know, growing up as a little girl, it doesn't even cross your mind that you're going to struggle getting pregnant. It's just something that happens and it's easy and everybody else seems to make it easy. Mm-hmm. Then if you do get pregnant and you experience a miscarriage like I have, like it, it never even crosses your mind that that's going to happen when you get pregnant. It's just like, I get pregnant, I have a baby. And then, and it doesn't, it doesn't always work that way. And so, it's a complete shock. Yeah, it was a complete shock to me too. 
then it messes with your head on the next pregnancy because it's like you just hold your breath every time and you make it through the next week and you make it through the next week. And it's, it's a mental mind game at that point too. So there's a lot to go with that fertility journey. And I love your pyramid again, go join her Facebook group. It's called fertility secrets for goddesses trying to conceive. You can also find Anna at naturafertility.com. Anna, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Kylie. I hope you learned as much as I did from that discussion. Now, I'm in need of your help. I'm writing a book because of overwhelming request. I'll be teaching you how to transform those normal labs into answers, healing, and hope. Whether you're a practitioner or trying to take charge of your own health, what questions do you have about blood work and labs? I'd love to answer those questions inside the book. To submit your questions for a chance to be answered within those pages, text 855-499-2555. Once again, that's 855-499-2555. Then stay tuned. You just might have a special place inside the Q&A at the end of each chapter. Next, come join the membership. You not only get access to me on live calls, but you also get the answers to questions just like yours on my private podcast. This level of attention and help is only available inside my membership. So stop relying on late night Google searches and start getting the answers and relief you desire. I can't wait to welcome you in. Get all the details and join us at drkylieburton.com backslash healing dash beyond dash the dash diagnosis. See you on the inside.